Okay, so we're getting fancy with these recordings. We're doing sketches and rough ideas on the iPhone ear pods. And then we'll do a more substantial, expansive recording down the line, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, shit. I know them TikTokers, they just straight up, they grab the mic and just put it to their mouth. I always knew that was like a thing that like, I'm like, yo, I can't hear shit. Or I know they can't hear me. So let me just take this phone, this microphone and put it in my mouth. And the TikTokers dominated that shit. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Finally something that's at scale. <coughs> anyway. I go to this dinner. Then it's going great. And until the ride home. And the ride home was fine, but the ride back was, it turned into a, a, like a 50, like a 10 minute conversation on Black Lives Matter, the cops. Not all cops are bad. Wish you had to say not all black people are bad, but that wasn't the point. And it went in that direction. And I mean, I kept my cool throughout it, but I think one of my last things that I said was, look, we've reached a boiling point with this police versus everybody else thing, or specifically black people thing. We need, it's time to choose a side. There's no more some are bad, you know. Some cops, they, they abuse their power. There's no more of that. They're defunding the police everywhere. The state is seeing the problem. Whether it's all gestures and performances is a different story, but it's time to start choosing sides. You can't walk the fine line anymore. And then she kind of agreed. I don't know if she did, but that was kind of like the last thing that um, was said. Meanwhile, this person who lives in South... Sorry, the alarm went off. Shut my shit down. So, this person that lived in South Africa, all right? And you would think it wasn't apartheid South Africa. <coughs> it was well after. I should probably quit could smoking, huh? Shit. All I need is my smoker's bundle from Pharmacy for Life, and I'm good. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I should have to quit. But um, they. To live in a country in which, and this is the this is the, this is the thing I think that's part of it. You live in a country like Ghana or Nigeria, or I'm using the two the two examples of two West African countries that are like doing it. I'm not going to say Sierra Leone or Liberia, but Nigeria, Ghana. Where the black people run shit. 
and the white people, sure, they have their privileges at times, but for the most part, they're working in a system where they don't call the shots. Now, in South Africa, even after apartheid, white people are calling the shots. <coughs> and it's obvious, and it's like... Oh, fuck. Did this thing charge? Okay, it charged. Okay, yeah, so... It's a... Um, it's a country where... And this is like me theorizing. It's a, it's a country where... You still have the reverberations of, you know, people want to talk about white supremacy, talk about that country. Like, the dominance, the inferiority complexes, the putting people down, the separation, the massive wealth gap. That is where she lived. It was only after this conversation that I thought about that. Like, ah, of course you think like this. If you lived in Ghana, you would push, put in your place straight. My mom, my mom has an interest in saying, sorry, this is putting some of her business out there, but she lives in the building. There's a super, the super is kind of like racist. Not just to her, he hates Pak, Pak, people from Pakistan. He hates, he hates Indians, he hates Chinese, he hates the Arab population. Not to group them all together, but you know what I mean. The Middle Eastern population, he hates them too. And she's on the board. She's decided, like, okay, my retirement will be involved in something. She's on the board of the building. Everybody on the board is an ethnic minority. So she brings up this guy, this super, and his behavior to them. And they're all like, yeah, this guy's a fucking idiot, man. Like, and then they all agree. And then she says, like, yo, in Ghana, like, this guy wouldn't even, her, her, the way she says it, he wouldn't even see me. Meaning, he would not even operate in the same circle as I operated. He would not even be in, like, a conversation. You know what I mean? Like, and I thought, I thought about that, and I'm like, you're right. <laughs> like, you're completely and totally right where this concept of like do my mask yeah okay where this concept of the lowliest of superintendents can somehow feel better than like the people that own property <laughs> like i don't get it no. I don't know, I, I almost got irate in my own conversation. I was like, you know what, I have to deal with this person. So, let me, let me calm down. But I definitely don't intend on going there. Ironically, the husband is, is, is um, first of all, she drinks. So that is that. Not second of all, so she, she's drinking and driving, which I, sh I, I should be against, but whatever. And, um, it was only three glasses of wine. Anyway, um, the husband's Jewish, and, um, we get into this conversation about, like, yo, when black people get arrested, man, the first thing we do is we go and we 
we go and look in the name, when we get the phone call, we look, look at the, all the names of Steinberg, you know, and all those types of names. And he's like, yeah, it's true. And he's like, because in, and I didn't really think about this, he's like, in historical Judaism, it's all based on factions arguing over their interpretation of the Torah. So it translates down the line thousands of years into this law thing. And that's why they've become sort of the authorities on law. Not the authorities, but they've become so entrenched in law that, you know, they become good lawyers. I'm like, you know, I used to go to the courthouse just to watch cases and make sure that the lawyer was Jewish. So I, guess I can watch I can watch him do his thing. And I'm like, oh man, I never thought about that. But... There's a case of the guy's. The guy's cool. He hasn't. Uh, he hasn't showcased any. It's kind of hard to showcase. I mean, I know oppressed people have this thing where they oppress each other. You know what I mean? Where they talk shit to each other, or they they bat and each other. I've yet to see that from him. And he's. He even said himself. He's like being white and Jewish. There's very little obstacles. You know what I mean? Because we're talking about, like, opportunity and obstacles. And he's like, when you're white and Jewish in North America, there are very few obstacles. But when, but I'm like, yeah, there's certain people that don't have a chance, man. Like, if you're born in a certain community in the U.S. or Canada, you almost like you have a strike. It's almost like you're doomed. And I didn't really want, I wish I didn't use the word doomed, but it's almost like you got so many strikes against you that you have to somehow bounce out of this shit. And it was, it's like, it's right. Like, like, for example, and I know I haven't even been there, but from what I've heard and seen, I've been told, if you're born in North Winnipeg, that's a strike. If you're born in, in, in Jamestown, that's a strike. If you're born in Herringate, Ottawa, you're a strike. If you're born in Codwell, let me name all the projects. If you're born in Ritchie, Ramsey, Draper, Codwell, Herringate, Ledbury, <coughs> uh, certain parts of South Keys, um, you know, certain parts of Centertown, if you're born in, in Vanier, Overbrook, you got a strike. Now, it's, it's Canada, so you can get out of it a bit easier, but you got a strike. So, why am I talking about this? Oh, yeah, because the conversation then goes to not all cops are bad. And I'm like, of course they say that. Then she fires back. Well, all black people say they're not all bad. I'm like, yeah. But who has the power in this scenario? Who's shooting down who in this scenario? Who's under scrutiny in this scenario? It's not the black people. Black, okay, okay. Black people have been under scrutiny for a while, but now it's the cops' turn. 
And the cops, when the cops, when it's the cops' turn to be on the screen, they can't handle it. Get the fuck out of here. This is why, and I have to say it, this is why, I mean, I don't intend to go full on uh, segregationist, but this is why black people don't deal with white people, man, or some races don't deal with white people. I saw this interesting IG, and it's true, I mean, it's like, it's the truth. They're like, she's like, Black people, we don't have our own enclaves. I'm not talking about Harlem or anything. Like certain parts of Toronto, like an economic enclave where it's just us. Where you have to speak our language in this neighborhood. And nobody cares. (laughs) Like Chinatown, Little Italy, Little Portugal. You have to abide by whatever is the rules of these towns, of these areas, these enclaves. And black people don't have that. Instead, we have, we have something that looks like an enclave with other people operating within it. Because they know that black people will spend money on certain things. And I, and I then referred to my post of there's X number of black people in Canada. There's X number of black people in the U.S. Everybody puts up 5 to $10. This is how much money we'd have <laughs> to do something with. Oh, don't tell me this. Okay, it's open. We'd have this much money to play with to do something. You know what I mean? But I mean, that's death. That's, that's, a, that's another another. another Oh, I posted it on Twitter with a catch steam type thing. That's something that the city, I'm going to have to push that harder because it's bullshit, man. It is bullshit. So we're back on this topic. I might not even use this as like a raw, raw loop of static. Raw loop of static. I think I named something raw loop of static. I don't know if I published it yet. Raw loop of static refers to (laughs) this crew poor man militia from Toronto. Some OGs from Toronto. They're like the Wu-Tang North. And it's like, they're not just a copycat. They're like on their own tip. 
Their productions are crazy. They've been doing it since the 90s. They're a bit more low-key now. They're spitters. But, um... They had this... There was one of their albums. And they all had names like Yatil Hassan, Abdul something, Abdul the Butcher. <laughs> you know? And, um... There was one. There was one of them that had an uh, album, and then on the album there was like a raw loop of static, and it was like the craziest song. It's like just like a two-bar loop. Anyway, doesn't matter. So we're gonna call this raw loop with Apple static, part two, because I already got a part one. I think I deleted part one, so this should be that should be the original one. But anyway, I'm telling you. That conversation, did it irk me? I understand in the climate that we're in. You're going to hear a lot of stupid shit like All Lives Matter. I didn't hear All Lives Matter, which was, oh, that would have set me off. But I didn't hear no All Lives Matter. I didn't hear no, um, well, I guess that's the main There's All Lives Matter. There's a bunch of other shit that, People will throw in. I didn't hear black on black crime. I didn't hear any of that shit. So I'm, I'm, but I mean, that doesn't make it better. So my solution, I think I made some post on IG about this in the story somewhere. You know what? The people are gonna have to cut off in this time. It's really real. If it wasn't for this, for this surprise daughter, this beautiful baby that came out of this, I mean, I cut off a lot of people. But you can't cut off everybody. Can you? If you cut off everybody, where does that leave you? I've tried that before. I've tried that before. You know what I'm saying? I've done tried that shit before. And, um, you know, and especially because it's not a conversation that this time is going away, even though. You'll see on social media, the people will be like, oh, the, pro- the videos are going down. The protests are going down. Y'all ain't talking about this as much. Y'all, y'all are playing both sides. Y'all are coming with white lives matter. Y'all are, white lives matter. You're coming with <laughs> white lives matter, all lives matter. All kinds of bullshit. And in the end... We're all getting outed. We all got the beef. And it's just a, it's division, it's divisive, but is this what's needed right now? We talk about we need to unify more than we need to divide. Okay, fine. We don't need to unify pieces of shit. 
or people who subscribe to All Lives Matter or White Lives Matter or, you know, all these things. Native Lives Matter, fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know my position on that, so I'm not going to go further into that. But there's, <laughs> there's certain things that people shouldn't be saying that they're saying brazenly because they feel like they have to have a conversation point. And the whole thing, the whole dinner, we did not talk about this shit once. It was only on the ride home in the last 10 minutes that this shit came up. This shit came up. It's like, here's a gay flag flying. Like, are people going to go try and vandalize that? I would love to see somebody try just so they can come out and fuck with them. Matter of fact, I help them. Too much fucking bigotry and discrimination coming out here. I'm tired of this bullshit. Talib and Don Lemon have this interview going on. And I wasn't going to watch it. But I caught a clip. And the clip was like, he was talking about how BLM was started by some queer women activists. And a lot of the black people have a problem with um, that. And they don't support it because of that. And I'm like, and then he goes on and on. And I'm like, okay, I see that. And I've always known that. I've talked about how I always thought one of the original founders was from Toronto. And I thought the original founder from Toronto married one of the other founders. But anyway, it's not the point. The point is, people are not behind it because of that reason. And my thing is, I am behind the philosophy of what it represents, what is done in six years, what it's, the attention it's brought, you know what I mean, with, especially with the social media piece, like, now there's a lot of people pretending to be Black Lives Matter, there's a lot of fake sites, where does your money go, does George Soros fund, does George, or sorry, Jorge Soros fund it, does, uh, is he also funding Antifa? Is Antifa trying to, like, derail shit? Like, there's all these different things. But at the core and at the essence, yes, I support a movement in which there is... I got into a conversation with somebody, like, we should be, I should, we should be calling this... I said BPP. I said Black People's Party. She's like, nah. The Black Panthers Party, I'm like, okay, I see where you're going. I don't know if there's still a Black Panthers Party, but (laughs) I don't know if a second resurgence of a different Black Panthers Party is going to work. But the point is, a black liberation movement or something. Make an offshoot. You need, maybe you need multiple movements. We're relying too hard on a movement that is getting an unfair amount of scrutiny it's getting an unfair amount of press. It's being shitted on too much. They're questioning the, 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 the money. And rightfully so, where the money go at. You know. They're questioning all kinds of things. And I get it, but it's now the time. I guess it's always the time to ask where your money's going. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like, we're scrutinizing 
things that only in the scrutiny of these things, all it does is create this very divisiveness that I was talking about. I'm all for unity and we all stand together, but I always talk about, I talk about the purge too. Some people got to get eliminated out of this shit. Like the guy who killed Lua Toyin, like the various random hood murderers who kill kids, kill them too, get rid of them too, eradicate them. I didn't bring them up in this 10 minute conversation. I was going to, but there wasn't enough time. But, um, you know, eradicate the people who pose a threat what the movement is and leave the people who are down for the movement there alright because it's just too just too absurd there's just too many like there's too many random characters who no soul they don't have a they don't have a a meaningful conscious thought they're not even thinking about this shit they're just living their lives and that's fine but we're in the middle of a moment right now we're not even we're in the beginnings of a moment that will last 5 to 15 years I always say 20 and 25 but 5 to 15 years and we gotta we gotta get some shit in order first we gotta clean up house clean up shop so that guy, that guy killing kids, castrate him. Bring back, like, castrate him. Like, castrate him. Castrate Eric Holder. Castrate anybody who's committing crimes against children. Castrate the Wayfair people. I know they're not black. Well, at least I, so I think, I assume. I assume these high-level exact same fucking white and fucking black castrate them too that was some fucked up shit too I think I've already talked about it but that was weird because they stepped down someone hit me up at 2 in the morning they're like yo because this person doesn't believe in conspiracy at all and he's been following Wayfair and he's like yo this is too weird man like this is too much coincidence for me to really ignore and I'm like and then he got into where do I get started with this? And I'm like, it's taken me eight years to really comprehend a lot of this shit. I mean, you can start with the 13 families. I don't know. That doesn't lead to this, but the road of child sex trafficking will lead you somewhere that will lead you to 13 families. All right? It'll lead you to the monarchy. So... You know, it's confusing for when people are now in their awakening moment. It's confusing. And I even feel like, am I really, like, because even in the eight years of awakening, now I'm talking about myself, even even in the eight years of awakening, I've taken like six, seven months off. I'm like, I can't handle all this. Let me just go work a job do my thing, live my life, but the internet's always there, 
and you always have YouTube, especially when un YouTube was more unregulated. <laughs> and you can always go and search. And when I'm searching, this is a bit more sensitive. For some reason, this is more sensitive. I don't know, maybe because kids are involved. When you go and look into the some of the crisis actors in um, Sandy Hook, like the known crisis actors. Even okay, so before we get to that, even my mom was like, "Yo, that seventy-five-year-old man that got knocked down by police was an actor." I'm like, "Aha!" When you got seventy, she's not seventy-five; she's sixty-seven. When you got sixty-seven-year-olds. Being like, wait a minute, this is a crisis actor. And then you know you're onto something. People are not buying things in the same way that they used to. Probably because there's already a natural. People always. Remember how people used to say, oh, the internet's fake? The internet is very real, but you have to do your research on the sources and the resources and all the things that are being said on there. You know what I mean? Anyway, I'm out. I'll talk to y'all later. Peace.